Okay, okay. Little ratchet music. Hey! <laughs> Threesome podcast. Just see Melanie. Melanie G. Let's get it. Are you over there twerking, Melanie? <laughs> Man, sir. That's Drake with Rich Baby Daddy, man. I don't know why I love this catchy track. <laughs> sexy Red. It's so ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. That is ratchet. Mm-hmm. Hey. Just let the beat drop, y'all. To all the listeners, this is Drake featuring Sexy Red. Right. Little ratchet. Now I feel like you gotta being be in the club. Sometime. Right. If you go, hold up. Mm. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> hey, Rich Baby Daddy. I love that song. I don't know why. It's so catchy. Well, it's so catchy. Right. He's a Rich Baby Daddy. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? You already know who this is. I am Sabir over here. <laughs> oh, oh, you Sabir over there. Over there, over I yonder. What's going on? And this is Melanie G. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and this is John John. I'm here John, too. John, and we John. doing the we doing the damn thing. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and thankful. Yes. Mm, so much to be thankful for. Yes. yes. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Been a lot been going on as well, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'ma start out the podcast because I know that there are some people that listen and then they want to take what I say. And run, tell it, and be mad about what I say. Mm. Come for me. I said it. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. But if you don't like what I say, bring that to me. Don't don't bring that to anybody else. I report the news. I don't make the news. So if you don't like what you hear, then maybe you should check how you behave. That's my word of the week. And everybody that's listening to this, when you go tell it and you run around and you tell all the people at, at the hospital or wherever you work, at the at the barber shop, at the beauty shop, you know, whatever you're doing at the car wash. Mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. And if you have an issue with what I said, come for me. And also, I got a couple of words to add to it. In no way, shape or form mm-hmm. do I hate my ex-wife. Um. You know, we, nope, and my thought ain't hate either. Yeah, I, I don't hate my ex wife. You know, things happen the way they happen. I don't need to go mm-hmm. into all that because I'm sure you've we've already talked about it. Yep. Um, but again, she I think I heard she was upset that I said I wish her the better because I was the best, and she knows I'm cocky. That's a cocky way of saying that, you know. So that's just BDE, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, definitely. So, with that being said, with all due respect. I, you know, I don't hate my ex-wife. And I do wish her the better, like I said last time. So, we may go on and proceed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, but wow. I said what I said. Oh, wow. John John's, oh, wow. Like, what y'all, what y'all done drug me into? <laughs> you had a drug in? You I ain't drug, said you nothing. Just an innocent bystander at a drive-by. Exactly, because I ain't said shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't said nope. nothing. Not I love all. I love you, Mel's. <laughs> I love her too. Yeah, I love her too. Yeah, but 
Mm-mm, come for me. Mm-hmm. And Corley say come for him too. And that's not that's not a good thing. Um so Yeah, work is good. I have just been so freaking busy. I, I've told y'all for, for a long time we've been working on this project and we're supposed to go live in April. Okay. And we are not. Oh, not. No, we've had a, a, a roadblock, and um, so it's got me working a, a different way. But we coming along. Work is good. Life is good. I'm having a lot of growing up revelations about who I am and how I show up in the workplace and how how I show up for others. Because part of leadership is you know being in the seat. But also, the another part of leadership is helping others get to the seat. And this 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 new place that I'm in requires that I help help some other folks get here, because there ain't enough people that understand the work. You know, the, we we've all seen the people that get hired for jobs, but they've never done the jobs below them. I am in the unique position that I've done all the work, and I need some more people to be able to ascend from that place because I think that creates better products and better um, information that gets shared in companies. And, you know, companies talk about hiring from within, but they don't do the work to invest in people to get them to be at the place where they could get to whatever they want. And, you know, we just got to, start doing it and I, I i guess i'm gonna be the, the one that starts the the movement right okay okay because you know i i love work i'm you know a recovering workaholic and you know let's do it hey hey what about you jay what's been going on in your um. Well, I just want to say Melanie is definitely the person to get it done. So, <laughs> right Why do you say they, that? <laughs> yeah, you are. You are the person to get it done. And so they got the right person in the right position to get it done. <laughs> so I look forward to all that you do over there. Um, excited, excited about it. Uh, but yeah, on my end, you know, um, all is well. I, you know, I was telling you all before we started recording that I don't have any complaints about life right now. And I am enjoying the fact that that is the truth. It is not just me saying I have no complaints. Yep. You know, I'm not, I'm not capping. I'm not mm -hmm. capping at all. I'm mm -hmm. not even faking it till I make it. No, right. I'm for real about that. Like I have mm -hmm. zero complaints. Life is good. Um, the job is going well. Um, I've, I've told this podcast before that I finally like found a job that I love mm -hmm. and not capping with that either. Um, I love the work that I, I do. I um I love what it's creating in myself and oh, just wow. really, yeah, just really having more self-assurance about who I who I am and what I bring to, to the table and and um yeah, so happy there. And awesome, um, awesome. Oh yes, yeah. Also too, like I do want to say, like I have really like got back into reading a lot more now. Mm -hmm. um so like right now i'm reading like four books at a time like right now um i strongly recommend one of my, my one of my recommends is everyone needs to read all about love by bell hooks i know it's been out for a minute so some people listening probably like oh he late <laughs> yeah I, i'm very much late to the party when it comes to bell hooks 
Um, but yeah, I've been reading all about love for by Bell Hooks and strongly recommended for those people who are longing for love or in love. Read it, read it, because man, it helped me to really define what love is. Um, because a lot of us don't know what love is. It just sounds good. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't have a definition for it. Um, so it's helping me to define love and um, just really understanding how how I I love and what the love what kind of love I'm actually looking for. So um, definitely recommend that. But yeah, but I've been in there. I life is I've good. read other stuff by her, um, but not that. And I may be in this place now. Mm hmm. I think I strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend it. I, I've been sharing with you, Melanie, like some of the some of the things that I've read and just certain quotes that just this um, stick out to me. And oh, that's what that's from. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I've oh, seen okay. you yeah, has been from has been from her her book, All About Love. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like like one of the things was saying that like everything that we do can be um, tied up well linked under two actions. One either longing for love. And the other um, is the movement of love. Mm -hmm. yep. It's almost everything that we do, we can put it under one of those categories. Either you're longing for love or you are in the movement of love. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. And grief is pro probably part of the longing. Oh, yeah. There, there's a chapter I just read about grief. Mm -hmm. um, really about it and um and she it, in that chapter is also talking about ourselves as far as like um on our way to death you know and not i'm trying to i'm trying to like find a nice quote that she actually said about that last chapter because it was so good okay. um but yes grief is definitely discussed i think melanie you said that before about um like grief being a measure of the love mm -hmm. that, the, that you have. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely the the depth of your grief is is, is like commensurate to the love that you have for the person. Mm -hmm. So if if you ain't it, you know, and I don't I don't mean like if you're not grieving because we all grieve in different ways, but the pain of grief is a direct correlation to the 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 love you have for the person. You know, because there are some people that like they just grieve really, really hard. They're probably love hard people. Right. Gotcha. Right. Right. And we all know that love is fearless. Mm -hmm. and love is fearless, but the person might not be. But the person might not be. But I think that's why a lot of us withhold yeah. love. Mm -hmm. A lot of us withhold love because you know it can be. It can. It can be. It can be scary. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. It can be scary. Yep. Yeah, what's going on in your world, Sabine? Um, well, I'm looking to get my place coming up. That's what I'm looking forward to. Looking to get back on set. So, um, yeah, that's what's been going on. I mean, I I ain't gonna cap that. I don't, you know, like working at Mako, but you know, it, it brings me a check, and I respect that. But mm -hmm. I want to get back to set. <laughs> and, yeah, um, it, all work and, is honorable. Right, right, and I'm definitely looking forward to my move. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all that's been going on in my world and, and chilling and dating and having fun. Uh-huh, dating. Yeah, having 
lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Went to PR again and had a um, an amazing time. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm living. <laughs> I've been dating too. You ain't the only one. I know that's right. Oh, you been dating too. <laughs> Dated too. Mm-hmm. You, you well, special. I just play. I'm just. Yeah. I'm back on. I'm back on Bumble and Elite Singles. It, child. I. I think. I think I'm broken. You're not broken. Yeah. I, yeah. I just. I just don't have the energy hmm. to even like. Because it's not the guys that hmm. like. I have realized it's not them. I have. I have had wonderful chats and conversations with guys. You know, and you know when it when it comes, you know when they ask me out, then I come up with a reason I can't go. So it's me, I'm clear. But yeah, I'm that's that's on my agenda for 2024 mm-hmm. to figure out what that's about. Okay. Yeah, Corley, I my dog just said something. He probably want to know why too. Well, he he would love that. He would love that. That would be just fine. He, you know, he struggles with sharing with my daddy. So, yeah. Interesting. Man, let's get into this tea, though. Mm, which tea we starting with? You know, I got to start with uh, Diddy and Cassie. <laughs> oh, okay. We're talking about that. Okay. Talk about him that got taken care of so quick. Uh, right. I, you know what I was Very about? quick. Let, let me tell y'all what I was thinking about. Now I don't know if I was having a high moment of work, but I said if we gonna get money this quick and like that, <laughs> I think I need to sue the state of New Jersey for my adopted parents being abusive to me. Cause if we get money that fast, speak on it, man. I should be able to do that too. Like, look, yes. what? Mm-hmm. Man, man, I'm, I'm thinking if I've been considering it because I'm like, shoot, they paying out like this. Well, but did, uh, so here, the, here the things. Diddy got cash. Mm-hmm. Say that. That yeah. New Jersey ain't got yeah, Diddy right. money. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. have Diddy money. And Diddy, well, I'll take a little bit of something. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I'm with you. You should pursue because that, that was some shit. Yeah, However, Diddy mm-hmm. has future earning potential. Mm-hmm. That she also potentially has impacted, yeah. and as a person who I no longer listen to R. Kelly mm-hmm. because I don't want, however I listen to it, to generate any income for him. Right. Um, I'm getting there with 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 Puffy. I mean, because I, I, you know, I've always had issues. Yeah. About his hit, like little Usher living with him when he was a young yeah. boy. His mama came and got him quick, though. Right. And because he was probably seeing some stuff that a little boy didn't need to see because Puffy was doing some grown man shit, which is fine. But, and, and I, I also, because I, re- I have learned that I struggle with toxic masculinity too, mm-hmm. because I grew up in an era that operated from. Could nothing happen to you if you weren't there. Yeah. But I have grown to recognize that I've lived an insular life. Mm-hmm. And so the chances of me being someplace trying to make decisions on my own as a really young person mm-hmm. didn't happen. Right. So I could see now, especially now at fifty, almost 53, looking back thinking about a 19-year-old girl yeah. trying to make some grown person decisions mm-hmm. in an environment where there's 
lots of money, celebrity, status, a potential career, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I could see and drugs. I could see you making some some not good decisions and then coming to yourself a little later and being like, that wasn't right. Yeah. I think yeah. her husband made her realize it, but you know, that's just you know, my speculation of it. Like, I, Why know, do you think that? Say that. Um, I think, I don't know, they could have been gone. She could have been struggling with it for a long time and he probably sat down like, look, baby, you you were abused. You need to come out with this. And he could have been saying it for the longest and, ah, you know, and it's part of it had to be some, yeah, it had to be something going on, you know. Or maybe the money ran out. Yeah, that too. She got broke because that's everybody said she broke. Well, but, but, but you also have to think about that that New York law, that statute that is mm-hmm. that it was about to expire, mm-hmm. and you know she couldn't sue him for criminal case, criminal. But right, the right. state allows you to mm-hmm. sue for um, a civil case, which is basically money. Right. And hey, and if you broke, and that's what you gotta do, if she ain't broke now, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I mean, I heard uh, Ryan Cameron, a radio announcer here in Atlanta, say. You know, like he was being very diplomatic, I, and I cannot be as diplomatic as he is. Mm-hmm. But so, forgive me, I'm not quoting him directly. But basically, he was he was like, "Look, even if Diddy didn't do it, mm-hmm. giving her that thirty million dollars or however much that settlement was was essentially to keep him from having to spend the same amount of money in lawyer fees yeah. with the potential of more stuff coming out." Because mm-hmm. it, it, there may not have been more stuff with Cassie, but it could have been some other things she could have put out there. Yeah, right. I mean, like everybody else is right now. Right, they, they still talking, they still going on. And mm-hmm. So, but she probably had proof, mm-hmm. or she probably she had something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's guilty. I know I'm not saying he's I don't guilty. know. I wasn't there. No, nope. but it something happened because he, he, you know, he gave that money up kind of quick. And you know, I mean, they, like they said, it doesn't mean he's guilty. That's no. Okay. But uh, yes, yeah, he didn't want something to come out. Maybe like you know, you said it's something else. And I, I still stand on, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, Sabir John John and all the rest of y'all. If I turn up missing, it's because of this statement. Mm-hmm. I still believe that he got rid of Biggie. Or I mean, could have got rid of Tupac. You know, they said he got rid of Kim Porter. A lot of speculation going on. That one, you know, I was thinking about that. But, but did her book come out? Somebody said it did come out, but it's missing some stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I heard that, though. They said it did come out. I, I can't find Kim Porter's book. What about you, John John? You, you yeah. do the most reading. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't. I I probably would never even want to read a book by Kim Porter. Oh, okay. uh, that probably never would have crossed across my eyes. Yeah, right. Uh, God bless. Yeah. God bless the dead. I did listen to a really good interview with um that P Diddy did with um Torre on Torre's podcast. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant man. Very brilliant man. I didn't. I I I've been playing them. I haven't really been, you know, really invested into how he grew his his career and his actually like mental ability and ment- and being being able to create the way that he has. Um, who to so, or Puff? Uh, uh, no, I'm talking Puff. Puff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he great is brilliant. I'm not like I great businessman. I so have respected his business work for yeah. damn near thirty years. 
Yeah, yeah, and, I, and so yeah, I definitely have have to give the man respect for that. Now, this Cassie situation here, you know, none of us are there. None, none of us were there, so we don't know what happened. I do, I did read her, you know, the claims, and I was waiting, and I'm, I'm reading the claim because I'm also waiting for it to say that I told him no, and he told me to go fuck them these prostitutes anyway. I didn't read that part. So the I told him no. That yes, I hear you. So you, you and, feel what I'm saying? Yeah, and so that's wait, where. Wait, yeah. So hold on. Let me let me because mm -hmm. because I think that's like people do freaky shit all the time. Yeah. Yep. So just just because you were sleeping with prostitutes and all of that, I I can't read that and say, oh, that's terrible. He shouldn't have done that to you. Yeah. Because you're... I'm not. I'm a, like I think I shared this this with you. Like I'm a feminist. Okay. I believe in the equality of the sexes. I am not about the patriarchy because the patriarchy always paints women as victims and weak. And that is not always the case. Right. Correct. That is not always the case. So just reading the fact that she was sleeping with prostitutes or anything else like, like that, it does not automatically signal to me that, oh, wow, this was, oh, she deserves to get every every dime that she can from me, not from just that alone. No, um, I, I think, yeah. you know, the, the, because, you know, like I said, we all have accountability and you, you said it, you're a feminist. I probably am. I'm less of a feminist. Um, and that's why I said, I have to think about 19 year old girl in the midst of all of those things. Would yeah. I have been able to, well, I would have said no, cause I'm just a bitch. But yeah. like, because you know, celebrity and fame don't phase me at all. Like, mm -hmm. but if I had industry dreams, would yeah. I? Especially, you. I mean, when you heard about the casting couch, you've seen making the band. You know, you mm -hmm. know what the industry really is, and you know how hard it is for women anyway in the industry. Would I have been afraid to say no? Not that I like, like I hear you that she hasn't said she said no, but then it's the next level of did she did she did she feel empowered to say no? Like, but your feelings we can say no, but your feelings your feelings is it's the same way. Like I'm so, like when I was sixteen, seventeen year old, I had messed with a man who was like forty, fifty or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can look back on that now and be like what was I doing? Or did I really even want, you know what I'm saying? Just because you get older and you realize you did some young, stupid shit. Right. Does not necessarily mean that, oh my gosh, now we need to, I need to press charges against what, you know, like, is, yeah, I, I get the fact that you're saying that, yeah, when she was, she was 19 years old, so she probably didn't know, and now she's older now, and now she's probably regretting what she did, and she sees it a different way now, and, and that, so, I still ain't getting where I'm getting the sympathy there. No, and I, I, I understand. That's why it's it's so complex. And I like, because it's there is the element of, you was 19, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you was doing. You knew it, it what you were doing. It just happened to be a, a clandestinely different scenario. And it creates um, a conversation that is explosive and inflammatory. Mm. But yeah, do, does 
Does it yeah. deserve thirty million dollars? I don't know. Yeah. Right. But what? But was there something it. else in there, or something else that she there. didn't say that if they had gone to court, because oh, yeah. she only filed. Yeah. Yeah. Only and, and, filed, and in your filing, you don't have to put all of all mm-hmm. of your evidence in there. Yeah, but there may have been some other things like about other people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like that was because the that, that, that was getting paid. Mm-hmm. It was the other people that that could have brought suit that now have to be silenced because Cassie's case is not open. And not only those people that brought suit, you have to understand. Puff Daddy had create created safe spaces for everybody because yep. we all know, and like Kiki's mama done already put out there about Usher, mm-hmm. so. And I, if, you didn't send so, me the information, so I don't know what Kiki's mama said about us. Oh, okay. well, Kiki's mama, mama pretty much was had there. There was a recording re- released where Kiki Palmer's mom was like arguing with Kiki's ex boyfriend and baby daddy uh, about him getting mad at Kiki for dancing with Usher. And so in that recording, the mother says, "And hey, you know that man gay." <gasps> You know he don't he don't even you know why 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 would you be upset like yada yada so anywho so and I know that Puff Daddy created safe spaces for a lot of these hip hop people and and R and B people and whatnot and so right if this go if this went to court who knows what else could have came out not even just about um, other abuses it could have just other people's private information exactly that whether he stomped her face in and, and made her hair fall out or cut her hair i think it's it's other stuff going on he don't yeah and, and that, yeah i'm sure there is a lot i'm sure there is a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. in that in that that had to be covered up but what i didn't really care for one is she tried to get the money from him before doing the case and he didn't, he didn't give it to her right and then in her legal claim she states the reason why i'm coming out now is because i want to you know give a voice to the women you know who have been domestically abused or in domestic uh, abusive relationships yada 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 so she's now coming out and this is what she played it this is what she stated in the claim and then it was like bam now you get this settlement and you're gone mm-hmm. but the, uh, uh, so, yes, I agree, and I hear you. Different way of thinking about it is now she has created her own platform for women who have been abused. She can't tell her story, right? But she can now create a career for herself and maybe a not-for-profit or a profit business that will help other women. And that you know that's going that gives her a career because I mean. I, I didn't know about Cassie until this. So, like, we'll see. D- like, so maybe she's trying to create a relevance for herself. Maybe. Now, we'll she's the same little girl that was at one of the award shows holding up a sign talking about I love you and he didn't even acknowledge her? No, nah, that was Young Miami. No, that's not the name. I ain't never heard of Young Miami. That's who that's the name. Oh. Hot girl. What is, what's it called? City girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did remember the city girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Carisha. I love Carisha. <laughs> I love her too. <laughs> I do. I love her. I love I don't care for city girls. Uh, but I like yeah, her. Yeah, but Carisha, I like her. Mm-hmm. And what else went on this week too? Something else happened. 
I thought y'all were talking about wrestling. I guess we ain't even talking about. Oh wrestling. yeah, we talking about wrestling. Yeah. And then and then we got Tyler. Oh yeah. Have y'all yeah. watched the Tyler I Perry? Seen Tyler yet. No, I ain't seen Maxine's Baby Girl yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, so there was nothing new revealed in that. We can cover that in about three minutes. Mm. There was nothing new revealed in that. We knew that. We knew his whole jump. The only thing that came out that was news to me was that his daddy wasn't his daddy. And he didn't discover that until after his mama died. And I don't understand how he can still hold his mother up with such reverence when his mother was, in my opinion, the reason he suffered such hell. Yeah. Kurt Franklin had a similar story than that, too. Yeah. But, but see, Kurt didn't grow up with his mama. Tyler was in the house with his mama and daddy, and his da- the, the man who thought, he thought was his daddy was beating the daylights out of him and abusing him, and his mm. mama wasn't really saying anything. And mm. then, wow. you know, like, he always kept asking her, is he really my daddy? Because I can't imagine that somebody would abuse me like this. And she'd be like, oh, yes, that's wow. my father. Wow. And then after she died, you know, he, you know, because he, he believes in the honor of that mother and father. So, like, he had the DNA test done and was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker ain't my daddy. Wow. Like. That's what happened on this new show? Yeah. Like, how? Uh, see, in my mind, and I, again, I've never lived that life. Yeah. But in my mind, be like, oh, that motherfucker don't get shit. You move out of the house I own. You give me that car back, all of the everything that I've ever provided for you because you were my mother's husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to do it. Like, yeah. now that I know you're not my daddy, right. and you beat the daylights out of me on a repetitive basis, right. to the point, I mean, like, watching him in this, mm. he got trauma. Yeah. Like, there ain't no, I mean, he didn't even talk about his sexual abuse because. The, I think the physical abuse was worse for him mm-hmm. because it, 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 it broke his sense of understanding what love was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't new information. However, and I think I've always said, I respect him at, for what he has done. You know, I don't necessarily, he's, his, his work in general is not my genre, but I think he has done an amazing job at transform, transforming the entertainment industry. And I'll never speak against him from that perspective because ain't no other black man employing this many black people as launching careers and TV shows and movies and got a whole thing right over here in southwest Atlanta you know what I'm saying so all of those things you can't knock I mean he did that he like as they say he came up from the mud Mm -hmm. he got it from the mud but got got it out the mud but this particular Maxine's boy it wasn't It wasn't revelatory except for I understand why you are how you are. That kind of thing. And I guess Corley say we punctuate that. Hey, Corley. 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I probably I probably will eventually. Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta check it out too. Yeah, you know, but the thing is people go through a lot of people have been through a lot of trauma. A lot of the most successful people have gone through the most trauma. Yeah. Surviving trauma black is what can make Especially you black people, yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. just wake it up in the morning when you have when you have trauma, just think about anything you've been through. And if you going through it, every time you, you get stronger, I mean I hate that I, I, I do not like the statement of, you know, that which doesn't kill you makes makes you stronger. Yeah. But it really is true. Like cause true. once you like I like I one of my things now is, you know, once you've lost a parent, you, you can't come to me talking bullshit because it's like no. Mm -hmm. I, like I don't have the I don't have the space for frivolity like that, right. and it's it's it, it's different. So if you think about people that have gone through like real traumatic shit, they they don't have room for some 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 basic stuff. And I think we all have to be cognizant of that when we work when we deal with other people. It's like mm, no, they didn't been through some things. You you lead them over there, right. and be like I respect it, but I, I'm not I'm not on your level. I like I I haven't ascend, ascended to that yet. You you I respect it. You did you you survived that. Mm -hmm. Like survival is a form of heroism, I guess. Yeah, for some people. Mm-hmm. All right, now we need to talk about Rustin. Rustin, you you said you watched it, right, John? Oh yeah, I watched it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay I did too. I did too. Who gonna start off? How did how did you feel about it, John? Um, well, loved it. I definitely loved it. I'm I'm glad that we were able to. I'm thankful for the Obamas for being able to put this story together, because a lot of people did not know who Bayard Rustin was. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't even or know what his how great his impact really was especially for the famous March on Washington that um, we've all been familiar with, you know, the I have a dream speech and seeing all these people um, out there on the, what the, uh, the national mall and all that. And just no, did not know that behind the scenes, the person who was really orchestrating that and getting that together was a, a black gay man um, openly and gay man mm -hmm. unapologetically and unapologetically right, right, you know right. black and gay and um so just seeing that was very empowering it was very empowering um just to to witness because we know as as was well, a black gay man my, myself and knowing what contributions that we have made into in in society um, you know, many of us have contributed to the success of many churches. Mm -hmm. We have contributed to the success of many divas and, um, you know, icons within our own community and even within families and everything. But we don't really get the recognition that we yep. deserve simply because of our sexuality. Right. Uh, and so... Is I'm glad that he was able to have his story told. I hate the ending. I do. <laughs> I don't know. Um, not to spoil it, but just to say, like you know, the end, like the the ending part where he's like picking up the trash. 
<laughs> and my, my my friend Jalee said, "Yeah, I was watching that, and I just started. I almost started crying, you know, and everything." Mm -hmm. And I said, "I didn't. <laughs> Why? I, I hate that shit. He should have been there in there with the Big Ten, and and I don't know if they just they added that in for a dramatic effect yeah, or if that right. really happened. Because no, that, really, that really like, happened. That's who he was. But you know, in real and and in, you know what, and that and that was a that was something that they should have said. Nah, you bring your ass on in here with us." because I because uh, I know what that's like too because sometimes we're just so used to playing the background ah. you, you, you feel me so so I didn't yes. see it okay. the same. All right. you okay. know that people see like oh that's so precious so so precious yeah yeah right but Martin Luther King wasn't doing that mm -hmm. none of those other men were doing that they went into the White House to talk to the president well so, again toxic masculinity mm -hmm. Because yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, though, you know, if you're responsible for it, you he should have went on in there with those ten as well. Um. So, but but yeah, but but yeah, but that that was my my biggest you know takeaway from it. I loved it. I relate to him when he played the Mahalia Jackson yeah uh yeah. record when people were calling and like I guess like not saying anything on the phone and trying to scare them because that's me like I most of my vinyls are Mahalia Jackson she's outnumbering probably most of the vinyls yeah. that I have so yeah yes. I love playing Mahalia Jackson <laughs> I I hate they chose the person that they chose to sing for her she was really? horrible uh, yeah, well, she was horrible but I mean you we gotta my take from it uh, let's just, uh, I, I did that effect for the, the, the acting itself. Coleman Domingo. Yeah. Yes. Chris, oh, man, they all did an amazing acting job. Like, like man, my first the statement. acting was up to par. Uh, uh, it was, I mean, they got, I want to see some awards. Uh, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's all I got I watched say. two minutes and 48 seconds and mm -hmm. stopped and posted on Facebook and was like, if this, if Coleman Domingo does not win an Oscar for this, man, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, they, we need to be in the street rioting right. because yeah. that shit is acting. <laughs> man, they all, man, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. That, like, I was like, wow. Because I, I, I find myself distracted when I'm trying to watch a movie. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. and I just looked up and I seen them like, I'm like, hold up, they, they going in right now. Wait a minute. It just uh -huh. immediately, you know, got my attention. I'm like, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I gotta give it up for that. It was it was very powerful. I wish I was on that set. Michelle, uh, Obama, Barack, holla at me. Right. And literally, <laughs> so I didn't, so watching the movie, I didn't know that they had put it together. It was mm -hmm. one of their productions. Yes, production company. Yeah. But yeah. while I was watching it and, and looking at like how they organized and all the things and, you know, creating the March on Washington mm -hmm. and recognizing that we need a new one. Because the same, I mean, they didn't kill the black man on television, and we still sitting at home. Like we we've got to create that same movement among all people who are against the the fascism that is happening with a small sect of our population. But I was sitting there thinking, I don't know, I'm I, like I'm I'm old. I ain't getting ready to get up and go and march on Washington and do all <laughs> and I was like I don't know that anybody could could get me to do it and I kept saying well I stood in that 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 four day line to vote for Barack so I would do it for him 
And literally, when that when it, when the credit started rolling, I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, all right, I, I spoke that into existence. Yes. So, Barack, if you listening, <laughs> if you if you organize the people, because we still love you. Yeah. If you organize the people, we will come to Washington. And I don't I don't like DC. I don't like coal. I don't like I don't like none of that. But. You say it's time, we're going to show up. You said we're pulling up. So yep. We are, we are pulling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't promise I'm going to be on a bus. Because <laughs> I am still. I'll fly there. I'll fly there. But I will be there. I don't think it'll happen again. It has to happen again. Mm. When have you, like, you, you, like, study history. It, 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 ha- it happens over and over again. Watch other countries. It happens over and over again. Like the Bible says, there's no new thing under the sun. We keep doing the same thing until we learn the lesson. So it's going to happen again because it can't not happen again. We've just got to, I mean, the the element that I saw in there that was so powerful, and I, I had to check myself because, you know, I do have a little temper. But the whole concept of nonviolence, that's why it worked is because Anything that happens to peaceful people, they're putting that on, they were putting that on the news, like, and then more, more and more people were seeing that. What, think about, there were a lot of people when George Floyd was killed who were like, oh my God, I didn't know that was happening in this country. Yeah. When I went, when I went to Germany, like, they were like, how do you how do you function walking like living your life when the police are so corrupt in your country? And it tripped me out because I'm like, oh, y'all think my our police are corrupt? I mean, mm-hmm. they just police to us, right. you know, but like they see that they see what's happening. And that is what made the civil rights movement happen is because it started being publicized around the world. And the fact that all of those people showed up and stood in that mall in Washington required the president of the United States to do something because otherwise the other countries were going to stop fucking with us. Mm. So it has to happen again. Maybe not in my lifetime, but it has to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, Oh, and, and Rustin was the one that inspired the nonviolent. You, you you saw that like he actually was the one that oh told, yeah, I mean he that told Martin Luther King, all of that like that Martin Luther King about nonviolence. That was Rustin, mm-hmm. right? Because that I mean was... they didn't talk about this a lot in the in the movie, but um, Coretta Scott King was actually friends with him first. Mm. Um. Mm. From her time, I think she went to Boston College. You know, my memory is not good, but she knew him first and introduced him to Martin because she liked his his philosophies on nonviolence. And um, if you watch, I think the movie is called Martin, which had um, Jeffrey Wright as Martin Luther King. They talk a lot about Bayard Rustin, and um, but he doesn't get the 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 same casting as he got in this one of course but right. but he you know he was definitely 
the driving force in a lot of movements because even before they ousted him from the NAACP, I mean, he really is what made the NAACP the NAACP. Right. Mm. It can be angry. That means <laughs> <laughs> It, it does. It makes me angry. It does. It makes me. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to be. You know, to say that. You know, I'm. I'm. I it just still does get under my skin. It does. And I think you had you had put some questions together. You were talking about like you know. Yes, because how, like yeah. that. Because again, I can't feel that. Mm, so, but I, do. Spear, I want you to talk about this for, from your perspective as well. Do you feel like you have been treated as if your civil rights were less important than black civil rights in the black community as a, a, you know, I don't know the right term, as a non-straight cisgender person? Um, no. No, okay. I think it took too long. I think that it, it, it took too long to be recognized, to, you know, I don't know, I felt like, you know, for me, you know, coming up, it was hard, you know, and the, and the way they accept it now is like, well, damn, why y'all couldn't do that for me? You know, I mean, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like you, you felt it growing up. Yeah, you didn't like, feel the acceptance yeah, and you didn't have the, the civil freedom. Nah, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Not at all. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Cause now I, I look at the kids, they walk around, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. My cousin's gay. And it's like, and they like, oh girl, my friend gay too. And it's like a it's like a thing. It's like a fashion. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like, what the hell? But when I was coming up, you had to hide it. You let me be gay. You'd be like, ew. So it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't feel like that. No. And John, John, do you feel like your your rights have been limited? Or have oh. been limited as a as a black gay man? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm not even in a lot of conversations are not even included in mm-hmm. the conversations about black people. They they treat us like like they I've heard people say like, you know, ooh, they doing everything for gay people. Yeah. But what about black people? Mm-hmm. And you say that and you're like, bitch, I am black and gay. Right. Hello? What do they do? <laughs> you know, it's like don't don't you realize that there are black gay people? And we still fighting. And, you, and, you know, but, but, and y'all but they still just fight the black comment. fight, even though the black fight is not fighting for you. That is it's not fight. exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, a let a heterosexual man get shot, even when they in the wrong, and most of the times they I, let me hush. But anywho, no, go they, ahead. But yes, but yeah, they will 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 riot and everything for a black straight man that is shot, even if they were in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But when if it's a black gay man or something, it is he didn't have no business. I bet he did something. I bet you he was doing something. There was even instances where they were, you know, where like I think it was like uh, um, a um, lesbian woman I think was shot by the police, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the the whole the whole details about it. But it, you know, it got no attention except for in her city, right? You know, and if it wasn't the, a lesbian. It wouldn't have happened. Right, exactly. But you know, and it's like, but yeah, but yeah, so it's like that, but yet we're we're made to to champion, you know, the black the black plight and, and you know and the black activism. We we're made to be there, but we know that those same people would not be there for us. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, they do the same thing within, like I said, about like the churches, the same churches that a lot of black people, black gay people have supported and tithed to and it make the music ministry what it is and everything. The real reason people show up and then, but those same people are voting that you don't get your civil rights as you can't marry the person you love. So do you think that this movie with, and I, in some ways I feel like it was too subtle, but do you think this movie that identified essentially all of the core strong pillars of the black community, church, NAACP, union, um, like all of those things were there and they all had to be beholden and come together with Bayard Rustin. Do you think that this movie, well, I'm about to answer my own question in my head, but do you think this movie will evoke change in the black community and black church for, the, for, for gay people? Black, black men, black gay people. The boomers going to have to die first because a lot of them still hold on to that. Well, it's sin, a sin is still is a sin. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them still hold on to it. That ain't, they ain't, that ain't, that ain't changing mm -mm. that for a lot of them, mm -hmm. you know, it's still what it is. It's still an agenda. It's still, you know, perverse and, all of these things. So I think for uh, that generation is going to have to die off. And just like how Sabir was saying how, you know, now it's like, it's so commonplace now mm -hmm. that, you know, that these people, yeah, the new generation will definitely be able to, but that some old heads got to die. Huh. Cause so they've been knowing, they've been knowing it. Mm -hmm. They, they, they've been knowing this. The Kojic church knows who is holding up the Kojic church. Churches know all of this. This is no sur no surprise. Like they listen to the music, Bobby Jones gospel and mm -hmm. and uh Ricky Dillitz and all these people. They all know. Yep. They they know this is not anything new for them. That they're not at home going, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, they know. Right. They just like me. I say Uncle Johnny made my dress. Uncle Johnny made they dresses too. <laughs> <laughs> They've been knowing. Yeah, I'm sitting here, and you, you when you named uh, uh, Bobby Jones and Ricky Dillard, I'm like, oh, you just Her, uh, for me, <laughs> you know. I'm just we, uh, and I'm only really, really commenting on their, you know, flamboyance and and the fact that these these people are still not married, and they, you know, it's you know, it's just, I feel like it's just something that people know, but they just know they can't live in that truth, mm. not right now. Or they're like me, and they just can't 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 get it together to find somebody that they love. They can't, right? They can't. But but I but I do know that they still live in the they still live in the mindset of like you know I can't let this part out of me because my my core base is the church, and the church is not and the church you know, turn on them, which in some ways I think because we have not heard anything from Donnie McClarkin in years. I hope he's all right. Well, I know. I, I mean, he's all right. He's he's running his church and doing his thing. But I think, I think, the conversation about him being gay started to be too loud. 
And I think he took himself out of the spotlight. Like, y'all not getting ready to, like, be paying attention to my whole life. So I'm going to go over here. Let Y'all let these other people go out here and do this music. I'm going to go over here and serve the Lord in the way that I can serve the Lord, run my church, handle my own personal business. Because I, I feel like, I don't know what, what was going to happen. Because, you know, people can just be mean in brand new ways. But, you know, there were just too many, quote unquote, rumors about him. And I don't think he was trying to hide who he is or what was. I mean, he, you know, he talked about he had been with women, he had, he had been with men, he had had all kinds of different issues. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was lying, but I feel like he took himself out of that spotlight because he was like, "This is going to impact my career in a way that I don't, I don't necessarily need it to." Let me go over here and do what I do and live me a regular life in whatever way that is, and be happy. Right. Because I think that's the element. At mm-hmm. some point, everybody just gets to the point of, you know what, let me just go damn be happy. Yeah, that's, I think that's what we all striving for mm-hmm. at some point. I, I mean, in life, you have to realize like what it is that you really want. And it takes mm-hmm. some of us a long time to reach that 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 moment, that point. That it's, It takes a while for mm-hmm. some people. Mm-hmm. So. Shit, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those older gays, too, that you were talking about, like, a lot of them, I I do wonder how a lot of them are feeling, especially those, you know, older ministers and people in the church that were gay, but they kept it under wraps. And they see this new generation now just like just living yeah, and marrying who they want to marry and all those those things. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure some of them probably look at it as a sense like, wow, like, you know, I never knew this day was going to come. You know. Oh yes, my my like I have old gay friends, mm. and they struggle with the concept from the con- like, you know, like Sabir mm-hmm. said, y'all just out here being gay. Like, really? Can y'all really? like mm-hmm. tone some of that down? And and, and like like some of That's my it. flamboyant gay guy friends are the same people that are like, I'm gonna need these young folk to like get it together this is just too much gay yeah and it's like a trip for me too much, yeah like, like i mean it's like you turn on the tv you know at one point especially what was that empire i'm like oh yeah empire. And, I lo- and i you know I, I i love gay men you know what i'm saying i i'm, I'm lesbian i, I love it mm-hmm. but it was just a lot going i'm like okay they about to they about to do the damn thing again and then the next week it was again and it was like okay like but, I, I get it. Like y'all, okay, y'all pushing it. Thank you, but now you're doing too much because it's like every other scene. It's like, come on, man. But Sabir, we gotta be, we gotta be careful that that's not Massa's voice telling us that. Yeah, yeah. That, and you know, and a lot of that is, mm-hmm. you know, is like a lot of us. We're we're uncomfortable because see, we're used to hiding ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're used to not. But I don't want to say. Uh, being being able to hold our partner's hand or act yeah. a certain way, act differently in front of certain people, and mm-hmm. and like even your flamboyant friends, Melanie, I'm sure they probably you know they have had to restrict parts of themselves. Or, oh, because they're not flamboyant when they leave home. When they leave home, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so no, yeah, and so that's the that's the they, they, they like mm-hmm. they they are very um, 
corporate professional, straight laced. Yes. You don't need to know anything about my life. Yes. We're, you know, I do my job and I, I, I am yes. talented, but we could talk football on Monday, but you're not going to know what I did Saturday night. You and, know, well, I might have gone to the football game, but you don't know the totality. Kind of like how I said, I don't even remember whether we were here before the the, the, the podcast, but like, I don't share my whole blackness with my people, and I'm ch- I'm challenging myself about that. And you were talking about having the experience where you when when they talked about TV shows and you were like, yeah, let me bring up uh, P-Valley and Pose. And I'm, you know, you heard me kind of cl- grasp my pearls like, oh, you're letting them know you're black? And I was like, huh. Yes. <laughs> I guess I need to let them know I'm black too. Cause... Make an announcement Monday. Make an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some of them, it'll be a surprise. Like what? Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that mm-hmm, it would be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any other tea we need to um, bring up? Any tea for, from you, John John? No, I ain't got no tea. I ain't got no tea. Ain't you got know. No, no coffee, no nothing. I ain't got no tea. I ain't got no <laughs> coffee. Any of that. Um, yeah, no, no tea or coffee. Okay, okay. Anything from you, Melanie G. Net? Mm-mm, nope. You know, I just, I just be out doing, doing me. Hey, hey. As you should, mm-hmm. as we all should. So we gonna sign out of here, but we wanna wish everybody a safe holiday. Whatever you decide to do. Yes, enjoy. You know, even in the moments, my the the uh, my boss's boss sent a message today, mm-hmm. basically, I, you know, acknowledging that. Um, holidays can sometimes be triggering for people because they have the people that they may have lost. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And he put it in a perspective of in this holiday season, we need to turn inward and reflect upon all of the people that have been influential in our lives to get us to wherever we are. And some of those people may not be here, but this time is our time, excuse me, to thankfully honor them. Yeah. And for me, like, cause Thanksgiving day is, is my mother's birthday. Right. Mm. And I have been on a journey of, I don't even want Thursday to come. Mm-hmm. But when I saw his message and thought of it as how much she poured into me right. and the place of, reflecting and and just recognizing that without her in my journey I would not be at this place and it really gave me a new feeling of peace respect and honor and I'll be able to face the day from a different emotional place um so I I say that for all of our listeners if you are at a place where you're like I don't really want to do the holiday because you know so-and-so is missing they're not missing. They're there because you're there. Yeah. And part of that, you you being there is the honoring of their memory because whatever they poured into you, you're pouring into somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then there are so many things that have come in the year. Mm-hmm. Marriages, births, all of those things that may have added to your family. Mm-hmm. So respect and remember those two. Yeah. 
Well said. Very well said. Mm-hmm. My last words again is just y'all be safe. No matter what you decide to do, be safe. Um, I hope to have you listening again to the next episode. Well, I appreciate you all for listening. All of you. Yes, <laughs> all um, of you. Very much appreciate it. And thank you for the love. We'll be doing better soon. Um, but, you know, stay listening. Stay listening, man. Yep, because the yeah. fact that we ain't here is because life be happening. Life yeah, be life. Life be life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't wait to hear um, Beyond Your Horizons again. And, oh, I, I do have another episode that I did yes. drop. Yeah, I dropped an episode. It's called "Keep Your Hands to Yourself." Oh, okay. Yeah, That's it is. I, yeah, <laughs> it's called, yeah. Keep your hands to yourself, and I'm joined with um, a mental health counselor, mm. his name is Anthony Jackson, okay. and we talk um, about domestic violence because um, we have because y'all know how my my opinions be, yeah. and so um, <laughs> so we are very conflicting. You know, because because I try, I don't I don't give women passes because you know I don't see women as weak victims. I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not how I see women. So I, so that whole concept of always believe women is not what I follow. Nope. Um, but so so we um we do we but but we do get into it and we do talk about how even my views might be prop could be problematic and he helps me see some things and. So yeah, so it's called um, "Keep Your Hands to Yourself," um, and that's available to stream now. It's even on on YouTube too. So, um, but yeah, so check it out. Okay, all right. So again, we thank y'all for listening. Yep, we do. We do. Tell them where to find us at. You can find me OG underscore YUNG one on the gram. How about you, Melanie G. Nett? See, I pulled it up so I could say it right. And this is Melanie G. Nett, and it's Melanie underscore G-N-E-T-T-E. I got it this time because I'm looking at it. Oh, she did it, y'all. She did it, y'all. She did it. She did it. that G this time. And y'all know me as John John, John John Fire, J-O-N-J-O-H-N-F-Y-A-H on Instagram. All right, all right. We thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. We out. Stay safe. We out. Bye bye. Eighty one fifty nine. Eighty one fifty nine. Look at you us. Did, you did, Jay? You or you hung up?